Driving down the road today, stop at a gas station, run to a guy by the name of Tim. Um, kind of late, middle-aged, black guy, um, quality guy. Uh, had a short, short conversation with him. Um, explained to me real quickly that, um, you know, being a black American today uh, comes with great responsibility. Um, basically, he told me that... Um, you know, getting up every day, living every day, trying to break stereotypes of a lot of people. Uh, he was very comfortable talking about it. We had kind of a short conversation, but, you know, exchange phone numbers. Um, probably going to become good friends from this. Um, we just talked about, you know, him living every single day, trying to um, live his life in a way where he's... Um, creating a legacy for his family moving forward that him and his family are 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 living their lives a uh, clean lifestyle of um taking care of his family um a very powerful conversation and um you know i think the biggest thing he ever he said during this conversation was you know we sat there and you know we were getting ready to leave you know he gave me a hug or whatever and he just basically said that uh no one's ever been willing to have this conversation with him and that struck to me and 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 kind of brought me to a point where um i just feel like this is the right thing the right conversations um in the five minutes we were talking together the biggest thing he took from it is he felt love and i felt love he's a cool guy um that's it. That's all I want to get out today. Just a quick little conversation with my man Tim at the Speedway gas station in, in Westland, Michigan. Like, swear to goodness, I walked in there, grabbed something to drink, and there he was. So I stopped him. We had a quick conversation, and uh, here I am. See you. Quick note. This came up. I was actually sitting in the car talking with Ed today, and uh, this came across us. And, um, you know, the reason that... You know, people in the black community pay more attention to race and the relationship of race in this country is because they want that fixed. They want the issue fixed. Um, they're tired of the pinch, so to speak, every time they go out and get something to eat or go to the store and everyone's watching them or, you know, whatever they're dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis, they pay more attention. Now, from the white community, they don't pay attention. They pay attention much less. You want to know why? They don't believe there's a problem. That's the problem. They don't think there's a problem. They think that it's somehow, it's their fault. Well, how is it their fault? They think that life is good. Because it is for you. You're not the one going into the store and having every eye on you. You're not the one walking past an ATM machine and seeing some lady give you 17 looks while hanging onto her purse with a death grip. You know, it's just different. And you know what? It's not right. I mean, at the end of the day, there's a problem. You know, is it a massive problem? Yeah, on some levels. But you're never going to fix the massive issues that come with the major racist fuckfaces. You're not. Fuck those people. You know? But we're really not any different. Just because you talk different, look different, 
that's good. We're not robots. We're not all here to do the exact same thing. We're different. You know, and the sooner people realize that the differences are actually the reason why we're so great, the better off we'll all be. Because right now the differences, at least from one side, makes the other ones feel like they're the enemy. And in turn, because white society doesn't believe there's an issue for the most part, they kind of are. It's your own fucking fault. See, Anchor. There is a reason why white people are inherently afraid of black people or brown people or any person that they don't necessarily understand. There is a problem in the social fabric of the black community to where as much as we like to say and speak and act like we're all tight knit and together, we couldn't be more disjointed. If you look at other races of people, they might live in a house where there's 10, 15 people under the same roof. They eat together. They pray together. They live together. They struggle together. They go to school. They go to work and they put everything into a pot. And then when one person becomes successful, they still put back into it until another person becomes successful. Then another, then another, then another. Now we have a community of people under one roof who are actually building the greater good for their family, for their legacy. And they branch out and connect with other people of their ethnicity or religion or what have you. And they build up certain areas. They build up certain towns. They build up their quality of life. Us as black people do not do that. It's a dog-eat-dog world when it comes to us. For instance, I went to a gas station in the middle of the hood a couple days ago. I'm walking up to the door, and a kid is leaning out the door saying, Hey, don't buy weed from him. Buy it from me. So I have to go in and use the ATM. I take care of my business, and I'm standing in line. The person in front of me is wearing sweatpants, and I just happen to look down. I can clearly see the gun in his pocket with his hand on it. Now, I have to think, okay, am I going to be robbed? Is he going to just point it at me and play with me? Am I going to be shot? I have to have these thoughts run through my mind while I'm at a gas station. So we need to look at how did we get the youth especially black youth to this situation because they're in a school system with only a 25% graduation rate. Actually, I think it went up to 27. They emulate the dope dealers, the hustlers and the pimps instead of community leaders, teachers, principals, you know, church leaders, things of that nature. We need to come together to work together to build a greater good for our community. So let's look at what we can do to uplift these youth instead of holding them down. Because if you grow up seeing nothing but poverty, if 
Your mama sat on the couch and collect the check. Your grandma sat on the couch and collect the check. What do you think the kid is going to do?